Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here as we continue to go through Joshua and we get to an interesting chapter here in 17. And I just want to read a little bit of 17 and talk about some of the interesting things here, some of the assumptions that we often have as people living in the 21st century in Western culture and how we might read scripture and not get it real well. So let's let's just dive in here. We're going to read a little bit of chapter 17, so starting in verse 1. Then allotment was made to the people of Manasseh, for he was the firstborn of Joseph. To Machar, the firstborn of Manasseh, the father of Gilead, were allotted Gilead and Bashan, because he was a man of war. And allotments were made to the rest of the people of Manasseh by their clans, Abizar, Helik, Azrael, Shechem, Hefer, and Shimid. These were the male descendants of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, by their clans. Now, Zelophad, the son of Hefer, the son of Gilad, the son of Machir, the son of Manasseh, had no sons but only daughters, and these are the names of his daughters Mala, Noah, Hagla, Milka and Terzah. They approached Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun and the leaders and said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance along with our brothers. So according to the mouth of the Lord, he gave them an inheritance among the brothers of their father. Thus there fell to Manasseh ten portions beside, besides the land of Gilead and Bashan which is on the other side of the Jordan, because the daughters of Manasseh received the inheritance along with his sons. The land of Gilead was allotted to the rest of the people of Manasseh. So then it gets into all the territory, starting verse 7, gets into the details of the land of Manasseh. And then there's even uh, an issue with how big the tribe is, which gets back to the daughters. But anyway, we won't get into that because it's just, we don't often read it correctly as Westerners. But let's just dive into a few assumptions here. So first, one of the interesting things here is when we think of a name and we uh, we allocate it to a certain gender. And we live in a very gender-confused culture. And so back then, the name wasn't necessarily assigned to the to the gender like Noah. So Noah could be a man. And we see here Noah can be a woman. So a name meant something. And so it was the meaning, and that was given to you because that had something to do with you or what your father or parents felt was going to be your destiny. So names weren't gender-specific as much as they were uh, telling a story of who you were or who your parents thought you were or going to become. And so that's just a thing to realize here is we often will think of the only Noah in the Bible is Noah of the flood, <clears throat> who was long before this, but we have now another Noah. So just, again, dealing with our Western mindset or lack of understanding of, of the historical differences uh, that we have separating us, but three and a half thousand years from when this these people were living. All right, so that's first thing. Second is here we have to understand that leaders, even godly leaders, don't always remember 
all the details of everything they're supposed to be doing. And we have some pretty good insight here where the daughters go and are saying, hey, don't forget about us, right? Remember when we were promised this. And so they even, so it starts off with who the tribe of Manasseh is, <clears throat> that he's Joseph's son. And then when it goes to these daughters, these we get the whole picture. We get Manasseh is a a great 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 grandfather. Machir is the great 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 grandfather. Gilad is the great great grandfather. Hefer is the grandfather. Zelophah is the father, and he had no sons. He had these daughters. These daughters are now the ones who are alive, and they approach. Eleazar, the priest, and Joshua, the son of Nun, and the other leaders. So they're not assuming they can have, just go into the office of the president, if you will, and his high priest, but they do address the elders. And so there was, or the leaders. So there was a way for a person to make an appeal or a group of people to make an appeal. And this is something that's very, very important. This is something that God gave us, this type of government structure, if you will. So the tribe of Israel at this point is at least 3 million. It could be as many as 5 million people. And they're dividing up this land. They're a massive amount of people. And they are need, they, they have a government structure. They have a structure that allows for order. And it is a gift from God. And so we see that the, so the people of Manasseh, because these women went and, and made an appeal. And so Manasseh gets more land, and they are apparently a much larger tribe, more fruitful than many of the other tribes. And so they get a large, large area. But just for us to recognize, even as you read this, that there is so much cultural difference. And this happened a long, long time ago, that we, we have so many assumptions as people living in the 21st century in Western culture that is is really not accurate sometimes and we have to we have to go back and re really think about okay what's really going on and what what might this look like and how am i reading this maybe missing something or getting something really wrong as i read through this so that's why reading it over and over again is good it's why reading the whole context of all of god's word is important and why it is to be in community where we can hold one another accountable to, hey, am I am I reading this right? Did I <clears throat> did I get something wrong here? I feel like this is telling me or saying this is that right? And so that's where iron sharpens iron. And when iron sharpens iron, there's friction. That means we can we can disagree. We can have a little bit of conflict there. But that's where the friction comes, and that friction is what causes us to become sharper. So we need that community we need that dialogue we need to be okay with not agreeing we may all be wrong which is fine as we try to get to a place where we think okay this is what god says that's what really is important we need to remember that god's word the bible is not our story it's his story it is about him and not because he needs us but because we need him and so the story reflects his greatness and here we see god creates order and structure and governance through Joshua and the priests and the other leaders that the people can appeal to and the people can the people can submit to 
and and therefore they can move on with their lives. And even as we get into the cities of refuge and what cities will be for the Levites and things like that, we see this incredible structure that God has given the children of Israel, which is a true blessing. All right, so that's enough of all that. And that's what we'll cover probably all of chapter 17. And, um, and we'll keep moving forward. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.